Hi everybody, we're here today to discuss the end of life, death. to be experts in this, but we do have some experiences that we feel would be valuable to share for all of you death-curious people, death-experimenters, people who are feeling courageous enough to embrace the practice of dying. (laughs) I like that. I like those words. Yeah. There's this curiosity that we're all holding about our experiences of death and the exploration of that place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like in my life I have spent a lot of time exploring death inside of myself, in books, uh, with your family members dying pets dying and just wondering about the purpose of that process in terms of a transition that could be potentially just an illusion. This reminds me of what you said earlier, Courtney, about already being dead. Mm. Perhaps we already are dead and what could that help us to understand about living it's interesting as you're talking because I'm thinking about when I was a girl and I'd be laying in bed I would lay there and I would as I was falling asleep I would start to explore like like who am I when I let go like when I just let go of myself what happens and then I remember I would like start to feel like I could find the place of death. Like I would kind of find that line of death and then I would freak myself out. Cause I'd be like, Oh my God, am I dead right now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this might be the last breath. Maybe now I'm going to die or am I already dead? <laughs> and I would like go into these places of like, what am I? And anyways, I developed a fear of death because I would play around with that line in myself. And it's now like as I've developed, I'm an adult and I can explore these things with more of a grounded way and I'm not a child's brain. I'm understanding that I was really playing around with that line of what it is to be alive and what it is to be dead. And just to speak to um, what you shared there um, in a recent Wishuma ceremony, um, Wishuma went into my route and she was teaching me about that and 
um, what she was showing me is that place in me from when I was a little girl where I was just like so afraid that of death, like what, how, how do I beat death? How do I get around death? Can I figure out how to like do death? And what she was showing is she was kind of laughing. She's like, you're already dead. Like there isn't actually anything to get away from or anything to move towards or anything to figure out. You already are that like being alive means you are already dead and there actually isn't anywhere to go to or anywhere to get from and there was this part of me that was like so frightened by that because it was like oh my goodness I don't have any control (laughs) (laughs) and then there was another part that like just breathed a huge sigh sigh of relief because it was like whoa like there isn't anything to do And she really showed me that, like, I'm already on the other side at the same time that I'm here. Mm. And I feel like it really helped me find a much deeper peace in myself. It was almost like finding, as a little girl, I was like, where am I going? Like, on what side? Like, how do I, how am I on the other side? Or how am I here? And Wishuma was just like, you're all of it at once. And then it was just like being centered in all of that. And... there's like a peacefulness that comes with that. And I'm just curious about this concept and what it evokes in both of you, this idea of already being dead. Such an interesting topic. It's funny because there's this contrast of like earlier in my life in like early 20s or like late teens, early 20s, And there was this relationship to death, but it was from this fascinating place of fearlessness of like not afraid to die Mm. because there was actually, because of whatever pain and suffering going on, where it was almost like wanting to die. Mm. So it's this interesting relationship because then moving through and fast forward into life, there's this like wanting to live so much that it's actually the fear of death. And that contrast is such a funny thing mm-hmm. for me to notice because there was a confidence in the not being afraid of dying. Like there's this really grounded feeling of like not being afraid of anything being taken away, like almost moving towards it. Mm. And so it's really interesting now is kind of just playing with that idea. And I love what you're sharing there of like, but what if we are already dead imagine being in that like confidence of moving through life not fearing it being taken away because what is it that's being taken away Mm -hmm. you know it's like i don't know it's an interesting thing and then i guess speaking to like the ceremony that we had on this weekend like had this weekend of like actually going into that place you know feeling back into that place of like oh my god i'm just trying not to die here (laughs) can i just can you just give me permission to die like can i die here and then like following that you know allowing the medicine to follow or like to guide into that surrender into death and then it actually just invoked hysterical laughter Mm. and it actually opened up a whole nother experience of living Which is super interesting to me. Mm. Like the surrendering to death opened life. Opens more life. Whoa. Mm -hmm. 
open to more life. Yeah, I think that's really true. And that's why if we can practice death, whether it's with plant medicines or deep meditation or contemplation, like that we can feel in our bodies and in our in our minds and our egos that we're really not this form. We're really not those thoughts and those ideas. The more that we get practice with that, I think the more that that transition becomes nothing. It becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. You're just walking through a doorway. I liked that question of like, what is it that we're actually losing? And then the answer that I heard was like, our bodies, right? Like mm. if we die, it's like the body dies. But I like this. One of the things Wishima was saying is she was saying like, but the body isn't afraid of death. Like it, it knows that death is part of the, is part of being here. So, um, it's sort of almost like an illusion to even think that the body doesn't want to die. Yeah. It's like it's meant to die. I feel that intuitively and Uh that when I've watched people dying or animals dying or things dying, there's such a calmness. Mm. And, and I know for some people it's not calm and it's not, um, just this graceful passage. But if you watch, say, an animal die that doesn't have the same type of attachments, mm-hmm. uh, it really feels like a trustworthy process mm-hmm. and something that you can lean into. And when I connected in with, you know, animals that I've seen dying, like it's 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 like it's all good is the feeling I'm mm-hmm. getting back from them is is I've got this. Life's got me, right? Uh-huh. So, Ooh, life's got me. Yeah. Like, life's got me in death. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, like I'm held fully in this. So. Yeah, in life. Mm-hmm. So then I guess the thing about that is that as we die, then life isn't there anymore. Mm. Like, at some point, we become spirit and life is not there. Yeah, it's like a melting away of the physical and so like that's the part we're losing is life Mm. that's probably what's so hard to say goodbye to and detach from Uh uh-huh life energy yeah it's fun here yeah (laughs) i'm curious about the fear of like it's almost like the anticipation of when and how it's almost Mm. like that's the fear oh gosh because i love what you're sharing there i remember like witnessing my dad's like passing over like it was almost like you could see that point inside of himself of like oh thank god this like i'm about to die and it was like a letting go Mm. and then all of a sudden this gratitude and appreciation just started erupting Mm. it's almost like the peace that's so tumultuous is like how Mm. like Mm. i don't want it to be painful Mm. i don't want it to be you know mm-hmm. the unknown the unknown well it makes me think it like brings out in our nervous system that hypervigilance yeah it could happen at any moment <laughs> i gotta yeah. watch for it yeah. so is the fear that you think that there's something in life that your body or mind just can't handle that you're gonna struggle against like mm-hmm. that life could dish you up something that's just so cruel and horrific that you couldn't withstand it. Mm-hmm. Like, has there ever been a creature on earth that didn't make it through death? Or... Right. <laughs> yeah, what would that just be? stuck in the limbo of it. <laughs> yeah. Like purgatory. That's yeah. probably my biggest fear. Like, what if you were in purgatory? Well, see, it's funny that you're talking about this because I, f- I feel like, and I, I hope it's okay I'm taking it here, but 
I feel like a lot of this roots back, and actually it was in a similar, few, the last few weeks I've been processing this, this place where we've been made afraid of like the Holy Father or like the Divine Father. There's like this like, that comes from religion, it feels like, mm-hmm. where there, it's almost like this idea that we're like waiting for the Punisher to like do something to us. <laughs> Or, like, for the punishment to emerge or, like... Well, I feel that way about karma, like we were just talking before we came out here, that it's like, holy shit, what if there's so much shit I haven't dealt with that I'm just going to be writhing and struggling on the death table like I have through other instances in my life. To me, that's far scarier than Mm -hmm. some wrath of God, but for some, I'm sure that's a real thing too, right? Although it's interesting when I think of, like, I was there for both my grand, like, two of my grandparents, like, at at the time of death or as I died, and it was interesting to watch how it's almost like they, like, go, and I wouldn't say they were people that, like, did a lot of work on themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's interesting how they almost became spirit, more spirit, way before they died. Mm so that by the time the death happened it's like they were already it kind of reminds me of a similar energy as when I've seen some of my sisters going into giving birth and they go into they like literally like look etheric that same kind of thing like they're Mm -hmm. so in between that it's not even Mm -hmm. they're not as attached to life yeah I think birth is another way of practicing dying Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you have to Surrender. surrender yeah so that's what we're talking about surrender Surrender. yeah i was gonna say so there's the topic there's the topic (laughs) surrendering yeah Mm -hmm. so i guess if you've got life situations that come up that force you into that place and you have to let go you're practicing death Mm -hmm. in essence like i mean for me it was like a health crisis that Um, it felt like I was dying and yeah I mean it was when I look back I mean it was a one wonderful practice Mm -hmm. for releasing and surrendering and going okay well I could die and or I could lose my mind and end up in the crazy bin and never be myself again and getting to the place where instead of fighting it you just sort of let go and say okay well and I think it's when you let go that the balance can return Mm -hmm. if you're not actually dying (laughs) right right Mm -hmm. (laughs) well it's almost like it makes me think I've had I feel like I've had so many moments in my life where it's almost like my higher self is like holding me hostage my higher self is like I'm gonna like create the scenario (laughs) and you can't get out of it (laughs) (laughs) and I'm going to actually hold you here until you stop struggling. Yes. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is so perfectly designed. Uh And if you can see that, then (laughs) you get the benefit of it. If you can't, then you're just stuck in hell. (laughs) Right. I mean, for me, those moments have felt like hell, but it's like getting, and then I like, I'm like, okay, I'm embracing hell. I'm embracing hell. (laughs) Ooh, this hell's so good. (laughs) I don't know feels awful but I guess the whole thing is is that the hell is really the part that's not surrendering in for sure I think Eckhart Tolle says that uh, all suffering is from resistance of what is yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the trauma world they would say all resistance is trauma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's funny how like life will just completely 
offer you those opportunities to move past the mind. It's like yeah. it'll just keep replaying in like it's almost pushing you into surrender. Mm-hmm. It's like uh-huh. actually quite that loving force of like you're gonna have to surrender. Yeah, like, you're gonna it's have to gonna, die. Like this is your <laughs> life's about to blow up. You know, because yeah. that really resonated. I had the same experience with a with a health scare, mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's like you you know all of a sudden have this idea like oh I'm gonna die. I have a I have a deadline of like how much, and it's like the th- powerful motivator of like fully living and like oh how do i want to live and really invoking some powerful questions Mm. yeah it's just such a fascinating yeah fascinating it makes me think of when i when i I used to work at the stollery children's hospital in the pediatrics um, intensive care unit and so my job was to hold space for families who's like when their child ended up on life support and that transition of like removing them and and death yeah 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 but it's just a minor role (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the thing is is like so i watched a lot of death i was i watched a lot of death and i was very present in the whole process and the thing that i loved about that job was being with people at this moment where they suddenly all these ideas of who they were and all these ideas of what were important just like crumbled it was like it was like I got to be the person standing there when they like their ego was like whoa and they it's like they saw beyond the veil and like sunk into what was important and 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 the beauty in that like to see people drop into like what really matters um like for me being around so much death as in my early 20s it like taught me so much about life it's kind of like what you were talking about it like it teaches you to live because it's like in that moment I like over and over I got to see what life really is through the eyes of people seeing Oh my goodness, you know, the people that were living in these ways that almost were like honoring death or honoring endings seemed to be able to go through it in this really soulful, heartful way. And it was people who were so afraid of death and couldn't look and couldn't be with it. There was so much lost in that because they couldn't embrace the lesson of it, you know, and there was a lot, a lot more suffering, I guess, in that process and also a lot of regret that was the that to see that mm-hmm. in people but it's kind of beautiful the way spirit and life will hand that opportunity to people and you, I would watch like the person who decided to take it and then the person who was who didn't and um yeah it speaks to choice it's mm-hmm. like it can be a portal that's what it feels like. Mm. It's like a portal. Yeah. And uh, is that the choice to love yourself? Mm. You know, that's what I'm really hearing you say there is like you witnessing this experience where there's one where it's like death pushes you into surrendering what's true for you and what you value, mm-hmm. you know, and reflect on what you appreciate or the like the self-harm and the self-hatred and mm-hmm. the projection on your experience and then like soaking in the remorse and the regret and the which is just like so self-hating it's true so what is it 
Well, and then and then another level was some of them allowed the fire of death to take them into this process of remorse because they needed that, mm-hmm. you know. And then other people would literally fight death to the last second. Like even as the death was happening, they were denying it was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think what's so beautiful about death is all the ways that you can... Uh-huh. It can happen and how it can unfold. Yeah. And I and right. I really appreciate Joan Halifax's book. She's written a wonderful book I've read so many times. It's my favorite book, Being with Dying. Mm. And what she really emphasizes throughout the whole book is how there's not a right way to die. Mm-hmm. It can people will go kicking and screaming, yes. like you said, denial mm. to the last minute. Uh, people who it's so graceful and beautiful and embracing and gentle and everything in between mm-hmm. and she just she's just so wants people to understand to just be with that person no matter what's going yeah. on yeah and to yeah. accept their process a hundred percent and like that was really big for me with my dad dying recently and him deciding that it was better for him for me not to be there and for someone who's so interested in death and has this I have this whole vision just like I had a whole birth plan and none of that worked out (laughs) I had this vision like oh when someone in my family dies I'm so going to be the best death doula and I'm so going to be there and it's going to look like this and you know and again like it just seems like every process I go through in my life that's like this it's just saying <laughs> yeah okay Rochelle nice you've got these ideas about what that's going to look like and no we're actually going to do it way different <laughs> and so I had to really go okay my dad doesn't even want me there like how am I going to um, support him or process him process his leaving this plane but you know we found a way so mm-hmm. Yeah, because really when you, what the sense I have as you share that is, and this is what I was witnessing and supporting people, is depending on where you're at in your consciousness and your capacity to surrender, to fully consciously show up in that is actually a really big expectation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was so inspired when I heard Louise Hay talk about death. It was like the first time I heard this whole new concept Mm. and like hearing her story explained in her book, like you can heal your life. It's just like this beautiful, profound book. And then hearing how much life she cultivated and like recovery and inspiration. Mm. And when she spoke about death, it was like, you could feel it in her voice of like, I'm excited. I can't, what an experience. And, like, wanting to move in in a way of, like, learning. Like, Uh learning from it. What does that look like? How do you move towards it in a way of, like... Curiosity. Curiosity and gratitude that that's another stage. Like, because every single day we experience death. And, like, you finish a meal. And those flavors of sensations, you know, they come, they birth, they're alive, and then they die. Uh And it's the next one and the next one. We live in this constant being birth living and dying and so it's like almost like using that curiosity of moving towards of like oh my god 
cool that's gonna be an experience <laughs> you know like even when i reflect back to when she said that and me thinking feeling inside of me right now i'm like it's gonna be a cool thing to die one day <laughs> you know like that will be a cool part of the journey oh i really like how you described that that everything <laughs> that's happening every day is just uh-huh. is just being birthed and dying i mean you hear these things but when you really think of that and everything that you're doing in your life Every cell in your body, you know, is getting reborn every seven years, I think they say. Or, yeah. Um, the flavors in your mouth, I love that. <laughs> Gives me chills. Yeah, oh. like, you're like, get attached to things in our lives. And if we practice non-attachment, then you're going to be a lot better prepared to die, I'm sure. Well, and it's interesting to think of that, like what you're saying, because when I had my DMT journey, what I saw is that like in this moment... Like, all we are is we're, we're just cells emerging from the moment, you know? And then there's this idea of, like, what that is and, like, oh, we're, like, a person and, like, oh, these conglomeration of cells are Courtney <laughs> and then this is, like, who she is, you know? But then, like, what I saw was I'm, like, literally all I am is just a whole bunch of energy just emerging out of the universe. Like, that's <laughs> all I am. And so when you think about that, it's, like, yeah, like, what? It's kind of just an illusion anyway. Mm-hmm. While being in that place of observation. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But then what, like, it's so fascinating as you share that. I'm, like, intrigued by that relationship to the material uh-huh. from that space of observation. Uh-huh. You know, because we have those moments, you know, I have those moments where you're, like, so, like, in there. Like, like oh, in life. you're just like so observing, like oh, in the in, observation seat. And it's like, oh man, everything's so great from here. But then there's the shift when life happens and these like challenges come up. And then it's like so identified. Shakti. Like, oh my God, <laughs> not observing anything. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm floundering. <laughs> floundering, that's your word. Yeah. Well, that's a, that makes me think that's that, like, the Shiva Shakti, like, the merging of the feminine and the masculine, like, the the one that's experiencing and the one that's, like, the experiencer, mm. you know? And, like, can we hold both? Mm. When I was in that DMT experience, I was actually feeling, I, was, I wasn't just the observer, I was actually in it. Like, I was actually feeling myself as those things mm. in my body. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that was like the weekend's journey. I got to observe and witness and, you in that. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. really relating to the, you know, like the nervous the system, feeling. the physical body, yeah. the feeling, but just observing it too. Because <laughs> uh-huh. ultimately my sense is that what death is, is you're just surrendering into that, like... Mm-hmm just like experiencing experiencer it's just that it makes me think that the experience on the the earth plane is that everything's just more contained like we'll be still experiencing that experience but it won't it'll it won't be so contained Mm -hmm. (laughs) as like i'm experiencing this is like this body in this moment on this so like if you can get into that place where you're just with the rise and fall of Uh those moments the you're you're right on the brink you're yeah. right in between which is what Washuma was showing me uh-huh. she's like if you're just that then there is there's that you're just that yeah. all the time yeah. yeah oh that brings new meaning to the word lightness mm. being light 
Mm. So it's so dense in your energy, right? Yeah. And I have a wondering as well about the whole physical and density. And, you know, I know there's some cultures that after someone dies in their family, they keep the body with their family. I can't remember the name of the culture that does this, but the family for weeks, months, or even years (laughs) hangs out like Mm. the corpse hangs out with the family. Do they like preserve the body? I don't know. (laughs) Wrap it or something? I don't recall. There's a TED talk on it, but um, I mean, for me, there's something really important about that. Like I actually really think it's important that we see the bodies of our loved ones decaying Mm -hmm. and disintegrating when so that we can go through our Mm. full releasing process Mm. like these days it's like oh someone's died I mean to me it seems strange that perhaps not even all the energies even transitioned from their bodies however that works um and then they're already in the crematory and then that's it like you just want to kind of sweep it up and be Mm -hmm. done with it Mm -hmm. and it's gone and there's just this part of me that like, I don't know if I'm just really fascinated by the physical process of, like, you know, having that person physically still there to witness that stage. I guess that seems kind of over the top in our culture because they're very clean and really, like, let's just wrap this up and carry yeah. on, right? But for me, it feels like, I don't know, if you've ever seen a family member... I remember when I was 12 and I saw my grandpa's body in the open casket and I just wanted to stand there all day and stare at him because I thought it was amazing. Like here's this not animated form. Like that's, that's what his form is when there's no energy left. And to me, that was just incredible to witness. So I just, at a cultural level, I think we kind of missed the boat there. That's just my opinion, but I was curious if anybody I certainly have noticed when I work with people the people who are able to grieve and process the death in a in a ease like in an easier way or move through it are always the ones that had actually got to relate with the body and like be a part of that process mm-hmm. and I've noticed the people that have the hardest time for the grief to land inside and for to be really transformed are when the person died and they never yeah got to relate with the body mm-hmm. and so there's a almost like this lack of realism or something like it affects it infects maybe affects the embodiment of the reality mm-hmm. like they're yeah. missing the closure it's almost yeah. like the observation of that part of the process is like oh that really happened you yeah, know seeing really the dead. body like you can't really the mind can't really <laughs> yes yeah deny that that happened and then with this culture it seemed like not only do they move through the phase of, mm-hmm. I mean, they prepare for someone's dying. Like they lead up to it. Like it's a bunch of celebrations leading up to the death and then the death and then celebrations after and gone and on and on. Like, it's just such a lengthy, cause it's so, it's a part of their lives. Uh-huh. It's not like, okay, here we go. Work nine to five. Someone died. Oh shit. Get to the funeral uh-huh. and quick, you know, this and that. And it, it's just 
that's their life center around oh, those transition so processes. So they're always being with endings. Uh huh. Oh it's like yeah. Ending is such a part of life. Yeah. That's what it makes me think as you're describing that. Oh uh, yeah. So I just I um I have this yearning inside of me that mm. we can bring that into our culture in a new way through exploring death with. Uh, a greater perspective and open mm. mind and embracing that process and and not thinking it's dangerous or messy or needs to be tidied up quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what you're sharing and I don't know why my mind's going here but it's like I'm so curious <laughs> on like bringing in all of the other elements of normal day-to-day living uh-huh. in that experience of death you know like bringing in the laughter and bringing in you know like because there's something there, like, that I'm like, it kind of frustrates with me on how it's like, cover the body up, like, make it really quick, you know, uh-huh. like, when somebody passes away, it's like, we got to make this really fast, like, everyone's got to travel here, we're going to have the ceremony, we're going to end it, like, bury them, cover it up. But it's like, oh, what if it was kind of a party, you know, and mm-hmm. like, you know, like the... I don't know. You know, like you have a wedding and it's like all these funny stories and like, why can't that element be introduced? It's like still grieve. Mm -hmm. I think that's a powerful piece of it, but it's like, imagine bringing in those funny stories and like helping assist that transition Mm -hmm. from grief, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's almost, I don't know. It's almost like introducing that element Mm -hmm. of healing in something that is heavy, you know, like Mm -hmm. grief is a, one that so many of us avoid. I know myself, there's been so many times I'm like, I don't want to feel that. Mm -hmm. And then it's like resisting it, but then eventually it's going to happen regardless. And it's like, how refreshing if it can be like light, the lightness and like, yeah, I think if we can just welcome it into our lives more and make it a part of our lives. Like I bet you the people in those, that culture I'm describing, I would, guess that they don't have as deep a fear of death yeah. because it's totally a part of their lives like it just happens like mm-hmm. you know in the fall we you know harvest food and we have a oh and there you know uncle larry died and <laughs> now we do this and it's just sort of it's not this just disruptive it's uh-huh. like it's so it's such a and that's probably what makes us so fearful in uh-huh. our culture is that when we see how it's dealt with and how we respond to it Mm. i mean of course like it's just like a child seeing an anxious parent like it's going to tense up and react and we're all seeing everyone around us reacting to death in such a way that of course we're going to carry anxiety because it's it's carried in everyone around us so Mm -hmm. right Mm. it's like that energy of like look away turn away don't yeah it's like uh let's just like understand it more well, and that's Talk where those cultural traditions are so important. Because I know that that was something that I really enjoyed watching and watching different, all different cultures come in and have, go through death. And the ones that did it so beautifully were like, I remember like First Nations people, they would be like, they'd gather all the elders and they'd gather all the people from the community and they'd come in and they'd sing and they'd drum, you know? Mm. And like everyone's beings just relaxed because it was like you could rest into the tradition mm-hmm. like you could rest into the ritual you know of it mm-hmm. you know like there was this like ritual that had been passed down so it's like it's like oh the ritual is here the tradition is here and i feel like that's where i watch people able to really was when they had these rituals and these ways that they showed up in that moment mm-hmm. that 
was like cycling and connecting them to their ancestors and like I always got the feeling in those moments like of life being so much bigger than this moment and it just like helped me all of us I think anchor into like the like great unfolding of like humanity mm-hmm. you know because it's like you can hear your ancestors singing the same song Mm. it's like a wave that carries you oh and then and then i would feel everyone in the room could surrender to the death because because you're being carried by like the wisdom of people before you know that like also surrendered you know and um it almost feels like we actually need those bigger things to hold us in that moment and to i know in some of the experiences i've had with my family like what I feel is that it was kind of like all left on the small them to try to cope with something so big, you know, mm. like if just me as Courtney and my own little solitary being has to like deal with death, like it almost is too big, mm-hmm. you know, like I have to, like, it's like I have to be held by something so much bigger than just me to really be with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can really relate to that. And yeah. like the the beauty of you saying, you know, these whole tribes carrying the death together mm. and then like the aloneness of, you know, say my dad FaceTiming mm. me and saying, okay, I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. And like, just like the stark contrast of that mm. and like where our society's at today. It's like, oh God, I'm going to fucking watch my dad say goodbye to me on FaceTime. Oh, yeah, and, I'm feeling and that. And it's just so crazy that in our culture that somehow we can come to this place of thinking that that's the tidiest and most efficient and effective way of dying. And it's just, what a huge lesson, you know, for me to learn that we really do need that wave, mm-hmm. that, that support, that community. Yeah, mm. a bigger connection. Oh, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. vulnerably about your journey. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when I'm like, when are we? Where is it gonna end? And then it just does. Yeah. It's like we died. We died. <laughs> the Should we say 